Hello and welcome back to the Half Swing Shinty podcast where we review and preview the Shinty from all over Scotland with a weekly co-host. Alongside me this week to discuss his sides in Highland Industrial Supplies, Sutherland Capwin, is Newton Moore's Sorley Thompson. Sorley, how have you been getting on since Saturday's big win? Oh, I'm not too bad. Still recovering a wee bit. Still letting it sink in. It was a pretty spectacular weekend. But yeah, still feeling good. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm delighted to hear that. And uh, just one small thing before we get started as well. I've been asking everybody... Um, who's been on the pod in recent weeks, what they do for a living. What do you do for a living, Sorley? Well, I mean, in the programme, they had me down as a Sparky, but I wouldn't go that far. I'm just labouring for a Sparky, so... <laughs> OK. Uh, yeah, they were uh, they were trying to give you a little a little push up the ladder there, were they? <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't go that far. I'm normally the, I'm normally the dog's body. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, okay, so obviously the reason we've got you on this week is because you were the captain for Newton Moore's 5-1 win over Lovett in the Highland Industrial Supplies Sutherland Cup Final. A fantastic game. Can you talk me through last week's game from start to finish, from your perspective? That was a pretty spectacular... I mean, if it was anything like the weekend before, I think everyone thought going into this, this is going to be another really, really tight game. And I think the scoreline didn't really reflect that, actually. I thought... Love it, put up a really good fight the entire game. I thought we just, we we were better at taking our chances. Part of me did when I got that early goal, though, part of me did panic and I was sitting there thinking, oh, this is going to be it again. We're going <laughs> to throw something away again. But no, we, we settled into it. Even after Raymond Rennie's goal, we settled into it and we just kept chipping away at them. Obviously, it's a big help having someone like Glenn Mack up top. But I think, I do think the scoreline just didn't reflect that game entirely I thought especially in the second half actually I thought the second half there was Lovett were definitely looking looking favourites to claw it back a wee bit but we held out and we didn't let the same mistakes happen again so can't really complain yeah absolutely you sort of talked about being nervous after scoring that early goal if it might have gone back to that sort of ding dong battle um, was that the sort of feeling going into the match after surrendering the lead the week before you know was there a bit of nerves about that I think all of us were just absolutely dead set on the fact that we couldn't have a repeat of the week before. Like, if, if I, the, the whole week after at work and things like that, everyone was asking me, like, what happened? And I, <laughs> I, my honest answer was, I still can't wrap my head around it. I, I don't know. I could not tell you what happened. It was just, it was the most bizarre experience ever, actually. Like, especially for both teams to get those two goals two sets of goals in seven minutes each it was pretty amazing but I think our feeling was that we just could not let that happen again and I think there was a lot I think we 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 defended more from the front this time I think last time our forwards kind of, as a group we kind of let the defence down we weren't kind of putting the pressure on but I think we came together a lot more this week as well yeah um that's that's fair enough. I, I think you know it was if it was going to be a repeat of the week before that would have been truly incredible because uh, that like you say it's one of the most bizarre results I've seen in a while. Um, it was a very fast start to the match. You obviously scored pretty quickly, you know, within the first sixty seconds. Um, but then Lava equalising four minutes after that. Um, where you know when when that happened. Um, what sort of do you think helped you guys kick on instead of love it? I I think it probably was that 
that feeling we had from the week before, I think there was it was like a feeling of we just cannot let this happen again because mm-hmm. that was probably one of the most horrible days any of us have ever experienced. And I think everybody was just like, yeah, we this is something we can't we can't let it happen again. We have to we have to keep battling to get this back. We can't let this slip again. Yeah, absolutely. Um, obviously, Glenn Mack uh, scored four goals on the day. What is it like playing with and learning from a player as experienced as Glenn McIntosh? I don't know. I mean, you have to get you have to get past his rubbish first. Like, but um, <laughs> no, he, he's he, it's for lack of a better word, it's easy playing with Glenn Mack. It's like it's he makes everything so simple for you. I mean, you have to do you have to do a fair bit of running for him because he's get, he's getting a bit slow these days. But yeah, it's he's just. <laughs> oh, he's a spectacular player, and he makes he makes it very easy up front. Absolutely. Um, you were the captain on the day. Just how proud were you to lift the Highland Industrial Supply Sutherland cap? Oh, except, exceptionally proud. I'm, I'm still pretty buzzed about it this week, but I don't know. It's just I, I kind of cliched never from that note because everyone's like, "Oh, I never thought I never thought I'd get any silver," but I genuinely never thought I would ever get like my silver medal captain or lift any trophies mm-hmm. in my life. And, but it's not even just that. It's like it, I'm exceptionally proud of the team because these are boys I've grown up with playing, playing with, and they were, and they all did themselves really proud. And mm-hmm. we like well, obviously Barry, Glenn, Mark, and Kenny, and Wurz and Chizzy. We're all pretty. We're a pretty uh, young team. So, mm-hmm. and for us to do that, it's still pretty impressive. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, national junior champions. So congratulations again. Looking forward. What's next for? You and a Newton Moore shirt, sorely. What are your hopes and goals? Obviously, obviously the main goal uh, is a Camera Cup. Like there, there's nothing, there's nothing else by that. It's getting to the first team Camera Cups and then see where it goes from there. But just need to see what happens. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, the second half of this podcast, I'm going to be speaking to Roddy Yang just um, about their upcoming McTavish Cup final. You going to wish them luck for that? Well, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> noisy neighbours and all that. <laughs> no, I, did, I didn't think you would. Um, okay, Sorley, <laughs> all that leaves me to say is uh, thank you very much for joining me on the podcast. Uh, cheers for having me. If you own a holiday home, then we can help you get the most from it. We'll take care of everything from marketing your property to bookings and payments, giving you the time to sit back, relax and enjoy watching the game you love most. Don't be shy. Contact us today for a free, no-obligation income projection from one of our Scottish property experts in your area. Just visit the Let Your Property section at cottages.com. Proud sponsors of the 2021 McTavish Cup. I've been joined now by Canusi forward Roddy Young, who's going to take us through the upcoming games before getting some chat about the cottages.com McTavish Cup final, which is, of course, taking place this Saturday at Buck Park from 2pm. You can get your tickets online at shinty.com. Roddy, how have you been keeping this past few weeks? Oh, I've been good, actually. How are you? How are you? Yeah, very well, thanks. Very well. You know, see, that's the that's sort of polite guest you want on the show. How are you back? You never get, how are you back? You just get, yeah, I'm fine. And then they wait for the next well, question. They always need to ask. Uh, we'll kick off this uh, section of the podcast by just going through the upcoming games for the weekend and asking you to predict which way you think they're going to go. 
Um, obviously, you guys have a huge cup final. We'll maybe leave that one to the end. Um, and we'll start off in Maui Senior League A. Fort William are due to be hosting Glenacert. How do you see that one going, Roddy? Uh, well, to be honest, I've not seen Glenacert uh, much this year. Uh, obviously, you've seen a couple of results. Uh, Macaulay, for instance, against uh, Lubbock, which is obviously a great result. Um, mm. But to be honest, I've not seen much of them. And uh, from what I've seen from Fort William, a really, really good uh, young team, similar to us, I, I would say. Um, so I probably would edge towards Fort William, just of, of what I've seen, to be honest. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Fort William, probably the favourites going into that uh, home match. And also, of course, what they did in 2019, still fresh in the mind of a lot of uh, national teams, I would imagine, where, of course, they went yeah. unbeaten the full season. So, yeah, they'll be looking to continue that run against Glenickert. Uh, Le Chaber are going to welcome Sky. Uh, I'd probably I'd probably take Sky on that. Uh, again, I've not seen much from Lock Harbour, but um, Sky are a really strong outfit again. Uh, I don't know if it's home or away, but um, usually when you're up, up at Sky, it's always a, a pretty tough game. And even even when they come to you, they always they always bring up a, a tough game. Mm-hmm. A good young side again, but they've got a, a mixture of experience and, and youth, so I think they should probably take that one. Yeah, I think I would agree with you on that one. I've still can still feel the pain in my heart every time I read the name Sky Kamenacht after what they did to Bewley in the Ballymore final, but uh, we'll just uh, we'll just grin and bear it, I suppose. <laughs> um, Maui Senior League B now, and Caber Fay are going to welcome Lovett to Castle Loud, two Premiership outfits there. How do you see this one going? Uh, Castle Loud, uh, uh, still, it's going to be a tough game for both of them, I think. Obviously, both top teams. Um I would probably, I would probably take Lovett on that one. Just uh, obviously, we've we played them a couple of times this year, mm-hmm. got the better of them a couple of times, and then obviously in the in the semi-finals, uh, they they kind of they got the better of us that day. Um, mm-hmm. But they're always a strong outfit, you know. They've they've got top class players in there, such as Greg and Stuart and stuff like that. Uh, so I probably would take I would take Lovett uh, on that one, to be honest. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. And the last one's maybe teams you're not quite so familiar with in Maui Senior League C, but maybe just from the results and what you've seen, Oban Celtic at home to Aberdower? Again, I'd probably, probably take Oban Celtic, just obviously, like you said, I've not seen much of them, but um, uh, from the results I've been seeing this year, I'd probably have to have to go with Oban Celtic because they've got a good, a good team, actually. I've seen them a couple of times. Um, I've not seen much of Aberdower, but... Um, I'd probably have to go with Open Celtic with that, to be honest. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Um, it's quite short and sharp this week because obviously there's much fewer games as we get to the end of the season. So just want to round this section off by asking you to make a score prediction in your own game. You'll obviously be taking on Kinloch Shield in the cottages.com McTavish Cup final. What do you think about that, Roddy? Uh, score prediction, uh, I'm going to go me to us. You have to back yourself, to Absolutely. be honest. Have to back yourself, uh, but yeah, again, that's just that's going to be a, a really, really tough game. Uh, you've seen what Kim O'Shea have achieved this year, um, and they're always, always a good side with injuries or with not. They always, they always have a very, very strong starting eleven. Uh, starting twelve, I should say. Sorry. Uh, so it will always be a tough game, but you have to back yourself in, in days like this. Yeah, absolutely. You said 3-2 there. You you got any goals for yourself in mind in that? Uh, two for myself there. Uh, <laughs> <one> for <Jay. laughs> That's good to you. Um, 
Okie doke. We'll move on now. Thanks very much for helping us out with those predictions there. And I'll ask you a few more questions. We're really going to try and get and dig a little bit deeper into this weekend's fixture. Obviously a huge match for both sides. You guys won the Artemis Macaulay Cup. Shield won the Telecoms Kamenak Cup. So, you know, is it a case of whoever wins on Saturday will go down as having the better season? I definitely think that's that's probably the case, especially without, without the, the indication of the, of the league this year. I think you have to, to base your success on the cup runs. Um, so I definitely feel who wins on Saturday will have uh, will be classed to having a better season. Um, obviously, like you said, then with the Scottish, us with the Macaulay, so there's just one left to play for. So, so if you're walking out of the season with two two trophies, you have to kind of fancy yourself having a, a good season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So I think that might even be some added motivation for both sides to try and get the better in one another for this season at least before they hopefully meet in a regular league campaign next year. Um, you've obviously touched on it a little bit already, but what do you think about this Kinloch Shield side from what you've seen from them this season? Very, very strong side. You know, physically, um, technical-wise, they're all they're all very, very good. Um, Defence is probably one of the best in, in Shinty, in my opinion. Uh, and unlike unlike Lava, they've got a, a perfect mix of youth and experience as well. Like boys like WD coming through. And uh, obviously they've got the likes of the McCrae's and uh, Mark, Connor, stuff like that, to bring a bit of experience to the team. But just all around, just just a strong team. Um, and I wouldn't expect much less, to be fair, on Saturday. So. Yeah, no, it should, uh, <clears throat> should be a, a good battle, that's for sure. We sort of talked about the Kinloch Shield strengths there, but what is the main strength of this Canusi side? I mean, I feel personally... Just the, the way we flow, not even through through different units, just like as one unit as whole from even from Bob and goals all the way to all the way to the forward line. We all we've all played with each other for, for that long that it kinda just seems second nature. Uh, especially in when you see it in defence, you've got Xander and Robert and Rory and Carmel, these boys are playing cute passes from the back, but effective passes, you know, they're they're keeping possession, they're pushing up the line and we work it in different stages, but we work it well. Uh and I definitely think probably an underrated one is our fitness. Uh, that's probably thanks to Neil Bowman. Uh, obviously, don't like his trainings that much, but <laughs> you definitely you definitely see the difference with him. Uh, and usually, when we get our uh, success, it's last 25 minutes, last 20 minutes. That's when we start to really push on. Mm. And I, I think that is down to how fit we are. Uh, how fit we are as a team, uh, as a unit. So I definitely think we've got that in our locker and... Uh, we use that to, to great effect uh, most Saturdays. So. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that's been sort of borne out in the stats that you know I've been looking at for the last sort of couple of months. It does seem that it's uh, you know the last 15 minutes can you see really seem to spring into life. So I think yeah, it probably is a case of just having that extra edge of fitness and then obviously the skill and technique you need to to make that count. Um, you're playing in probably one of the best forward lines we've seen in a while in Shinty, just in terms of you know connecting up, but also in terms of you know racking up goals. Just how well do you understand one another? Like like I said earlier, it's just the how long we've played with each other. We've all it doesn't matter who's coming into the forward line. We've all been there through through primary school, under 14s, under 17s, even some of us in second team. Uh, so it's kind of just second nature again. You play with them that long, you you know what you expect from them and. Uh, so it is, it is easy playing a forward line like that. 
sometimes just when you're so connected because you know it's that's half your battle if you can work well as a unit then you're not re- relying on individual kind of skills etc to, to win you the game so I definitely think uh, they do make my job a lot easier uh, so I'm happy about that <laughs> yeah absolutely um, you're scoring a goal a game at the moment I think uh, with 15 goals and 15 games Normally, you'd be obviously be delighted with that, and that'd be enough to make you the top scorer. But unfortunately, not for you this season. That lies with James Faulkner. Is there any sort of internal competition between you guys? Obviously, you know you just talked about how you work as a cohesive unit, um, and how you make each other's jobs easier. But is there a little bit in training where you know you know that James has scored more goals than you, and you want to get back at him? I'd say it's all fun and games, kind of. There's no serious kind of rivalries going on there a couple of jokes here and there um but if i can end the season with 15 goals and be second top goal scorer uh, in my team i'm delighted because that means we're doing something right and uh, the more of us that are scoring goals week in week out the better chances we've got of winning games such as on saturday so um we need everyone on saturday everyone in the forwards everyone defenders and if if james is getting 20 goals a season um, i'm not complaining at all that's a very diplomatic answer. <laughs> um, okay, we ask sort of everybody each week who they think the best player in Shinty is at the moment. Who would you choose? At the moment, I would have to go with James again. Like you said, I don't think you can overlook that. Uh, 20 goals this season. Uh, he's really come into his own as well. Uh, and not even his goals, his, his work ethic and uh, is, is unbelievable. Well, obviously, I see him every Saturday. And it's just unbelievable the amount of running he does. He just puts defenders under pressure. He, he gives us so much, not just not just with his goals, but with his work ethic. Mm-hmm. And uh, I definitely don't think you can overlook him this year, um, especially right now. So I'd have to go with James, yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. His, uh, his goal-scoring numbers are very impressive this season, no question about that. Um Okay, before we go on and ask about the Six Aside Shinty team, another sort of feature we've been doing, um, we've spoken a fair amount about Shinty already, but I really want to get down into the important stuff. So, you're a very good-looking man. There's no getting away from that. Uh, but I want to know, if you're not the best-looking man at Canusi, then who is? And just before we get started, I know we can roll, we can absolutely, categorically rule out Rory McEachan from the start. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't be saying that, but uh, if I had to go with someone, uh, I'd have to probably go with Tuck, you know, he's got the beard and everything, and just like, he's a cool guy, he's a good looking boy, so I'd have to go with Tuck probably, okay. no disrespect but... <laughs> You'll be I'm... delighted to hear that, I'm sure. Um, no. Okie doke, just to finish off this section of the pod, before we move on to the weekly sticker kick. Every week I'm asking, who would you have in your six-a-side shinty team? I'm looking for one goalkeeper, two backs, one centre and two forwards. Do you want to kick off and tell me who your goalkeeper would be and why? So just one player from one team as well, is it? Yeah, that's right, sorry, yeah. Right, yeah. Uh, Well, I'd have to go for Stuart McDonald in in goals. Mm obviously been about for years and always been the top goalkeeper kind of um, in Shinty so I don't think this year is any different he's uh, up there with the best definitely uh, so I'd have to go with him 
Yeah, absolutely. I think that's fair enough. He's been, you know, pretty regular feature in probably the 10 to 15 we've done. He's been in all but, I think, one or two of them. So, yeah, no no surprise to hear that. Do you want to start off with the backs then? Tell me who your first back would be. Yeah, uh, we'll take one from the more, uh, one that's probably had often as well. It'll have to be Rory Kennedy. Yeah. You know, playing, for, uh, playing against him during the years, I'd probably say he's the, the hardest player I've, I've had to play against. Uh, just reads the game so well. Athletic, he's big, he's strong. Uh, obviously, very technical as well, but he just reads the game so well. And it's, uh, it's really tough uh, for forwards to, to play against a defender like that, you know, just on your toes in front of you most of the time. So I definitely, I definitely have to have him in the back. Yeah, no, that's that's fair enough, and you're quite right. Another regular appearance uh, maker in these six-a-side teams. Your other back then, alongside Rory. So this is a tough one. I had two in mind. So I had Blair Morrison, obviously of Carfe, mm. and uh, Mark McDonald of Kinnock Shield. Mm. Uh, but I've gone with Mark just because, on a more personal basis, I've, I've played against him more man and man. Mm. Uh, I've not really come up against Blair. As a, as a man marker or anything like that so mm-hmm. I'd have to go against um, Mark um, just a very good very strong you know just he's quick he's a he's a, he's a head he is in your face like so he's a he's a really tough player to come up against uh, so I'd have to go with Mark yeah yeah no fair enough another uh, another fantastic play I've got no qualms with anything you've said so far so let's move to the centre uh, I've gone to Oban actually mm-hmm. uh, and I'm going with Scott McMillan okay uh, he's a very obviously again technical player, but he's his just attitude and everything is he, he works very hard. Uh, he doesn't give you a, a second, uh, and from the games we played against him, especially in 2019, mm-hmm. and he was one there for me that I, I, I looked at and I thought was a very very good player to be honest. Um, so yeah, I'll go with Scott on, on that one. Okay, very interesting. Um, perfect. Let's move on to your first forward then. First forward. But obviously, I said earlier, in my opinion, he's the best player in Chile right now. So I'd, I would have to go with James for the first forward. Yeah, I mean, I think. Yeah, just, so so what, he, what he brings you again, uh, like I said, not just his goals, but his his, his work ethic. So yeah, he has to be in there. Yeah, fantastic player and deserving of his place, I would say. And to finish off the team up top alongside James. Again, this was a, a t- t- tough one. I had two in mind. I had Rolly McDonald and I had um, Craig Morrison. Mm. But just, uh, I would have to go with Craig, just for his goals. Uh, just an unbelievable goal scorer, especially 2019. You've seen how much he got. Uh, and he's just so so dangerous at any any point in the match. So I would have to have Craig next to James, to be honest. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, no surprise to see him in there either after what was a really incredible 2019 obviously 2021 has been a bit harder in terms of the structure of everything and getting a consistent run um but still he's been in amongst the goals um most weeks so yeah no surprise to see him in there thank you very much for that roddy we usually end every episode with a weekly stick or kick so essentially what it is is if you could change one thing about shinty or introduce a rule or get rid of something you just don't like what would it be? And it can be anything from a rule you'd actually like to see change that you think would benefit the game to a brand new rule introduced or, you know, you get rid of something that's just always, you know, annoyed you but isn't necessarily going to be for the benefit of the wider game. So, Roddy, what would you choose? I was going to go one, maybe not within the actual game itself, mm. but in my opinion, there should be a week 
in the summertime, maybe June, July, where there's no no fixtures scheduled. Uh, in my opinion, that I think it should happen because obviously each team you've got you've got boys with families, uh, you know, they've got kids, and the kids want to get away and that, and without missing games, you can't. That, that's not possible. And um, usually they're quite committed to their teams, so they, they maybe don't go away, like, stuff like that. I know it's been difficult the last couple of years because of COVID, mm. but um, I definitely think there should be a, a week in the, the calendar scheduled where everyone has a week off, you know. Yeah. Uh, I know you get your three weeks in that, but sometimes it, it works for someone, doesn't work for the for the other, you know. So I think there should be a one week where there's a whole complete break from games uh, and just allow, allow boys to, to book things, you know. Yeah, get away, yeah. go away with their families, go away with their partners, etc. Yeah, so I've always felt like that, but uh, I don't know. I don't know how easy that would be to, to implement. But yeah, no, I mean I'm I'm not sure either. So you mean instead of or as well as the free week, as well as? Yeah, that's the thing. I, just I don't know. That's, that's the thing. That's what makes it tricky. Uh-huh. But um, whenever there's a free week, it, it suits it suits someone. And it doesn't suit the other, you know. Mm-hmm. Or um, so I, I, I always thought there should be a, a week maybe. Just left out of the calendar, uh-huh. just so boys know what week they're getting. They're getting off, uh, and they can book in advance. Uh, if it's the same week every year, then perfect. They can they can book a holiday in advance uh, and just get away, you know. But um, yeah, that would be mine to be honest. Yeah, absolutely, no worries. That's that's not a bad one at all. It's uh, some sometimes some of them I listen to and I think, well, that's never going to work. <laughs> but that one's actually got half a chance. So uh, thanks very much for that, Roddy. And that brings us to the end of the show. So all there's left for me to say is thanks very much for joining me. No, thank you very much for having me. I, I really enjoyed it. Best of luck for the weekend. Thank you very much. Cheers. You have just listened to another episode of the Half Swing Shinty podcast. This week's episode was sponsored by Cottages.com. My thanks go to my guests this week, Sorley Thompson and also Roddy Young from Kinusi, as well as to you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to follow us on Twitter at HalfSwingPod and pass the pod to your friends. It's the only way we're going to be able to grow. I would also like to thank Glasgow band Pizza Crunch for letting us use their single Coma Inducing Gibberish as the intro to the pod. You can check them out on Spotify. My final thanks, as always, go to Fergie MacDonald for letting us use the Shinty Referee to play us out. Mali sky lo haber yes he travels many miles Glenarchan in the rare can love she lanyuton more Can you see Bewley love it and love Karen by the shore Glenorchy Owen Celtic at Namanachan and Strathglass Kilmorry Beautiful Lorden and around the Brenda Pass There's Mender Gailboleskin and Glengarry near Loch Ness Strachar and Lochside Rovers Copper Bay and Inverness and his top watch on the kill above his knee Is the roughest, toughest man around Shinty Reverie With his whistle and his top